listening to the Guitar Heroes podcast. <laughs> oh dear. Well, welcome everybody to this festive edition of the Guitar Heroes podcast. My name is Lee and as ever I'm joined here today by Mr. Phil Walker. <laughs> Hello. I'm sorry, I've just got to get this off my chest because I'll just laugh all the whole episode, but we're all it's a Christmas festive one. I can see there on our Zoom meeting that there's a tree behind Chris and I've got my little tree in the studio and, and we, Lee's got nothing behind him. And I said, oh, look, it's Ebenezer. And then he said, no, look, I've, I've, got, I've got Christmas things that go on the tree and Lee's so tight he's actually putting Christmas gift tags on his tree because they're cheaper. <laughs> It's all lies, everybody. It's all lies. Actually, you know what? You say that, but I have oh, come prepared. God. This because is great. Check oh. this out. <laughs> <laughs> now, come on. If that's not Christmas... Put your trousers uh, back on, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> and hello, Chris. <laughs> hello. I'm actually going to play some guitar. Here we go. Just to get us into the Christmas spirit. Go on, then, Chris. <laughs> Very jazzy, very nice. Ho, 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 ho. Oh, hang on. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> right. That was nice, Chris. Yeah, very good. It was. Good. It was. Very what good. are we doing today, chaps? I know what we're doing today. We are doing a festive edition of the Desert Island Discs format that we used <laughs> a few weeks ago. So I said to you guys, oh, yes. come prepared with a couple of tracks uh, that highlights some Christmas guitar playing that was significant to both ourselves, but hopefully to the wider guitar community as well. I thought that'd be a really cool idea for this Christmas edition. Um, do we have a Chris's Corner today, though? Because I know the people at home need to know. Come on, Chris, don't disappoint. Uh, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't today, no. Um, most of my time is spent on just trying to find guitar rebased Christmas songs. It's been. Uh, oh I'm sorry. If I, if I if I think of something, Take your tree and down. if I can if I can get a word in and think Christmas of something, I'll, uh, I'll jump in and um, cue the music. Okay. 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 All right. And do we have a Phil's rant today? Oh, I've got because lots I could rant about today. I tell you what, with all the um, with the London going back in you know back in tier three. Or up to tier three. Um, yeah, I mean, it's what time is it now? It's about quarter past ten. Mm. And I've just spent the last two hours trying to sort out everything because dates have just gone haywire again for the guitar show. And it, <sighs> it's just the proverbials hit the fan with no tinsel <laughs> attached again. So, um, so yeah, COVID's playing another another curveball with us. But do you mm. know what? We're, I don't care. It's Christmas. We're going to get through it. And the gigs are not being cancelled. They've been moved. Exactly. Lee, put your trousers back on. And it's it's going to be a good Christmas regardless. So nothing's going to get us down. Absolutely. Bit of Christmas cheer. Exactly. Exactly. To start us off on the right foot. So let's jump into it, chaps. Uh, let's get going. What do you call it last time? I think it was Desert Island Riffs. So this is the festive Desert Island Riffs. And last time it was quite surprising, actually, that we didn't get any double up. So it'll be interesting to see if that happens today. Uh, where should we go first? I'm looking at Chrissy, baby, to start us off on the right foot. Chris, what have you got for us today? Okay. Well, I know you mentioned last time um, in preparation for this that the more obscure the song is, the more points we get. Um, so I have some obscurities uh, to choose from. I've got about three songs. I've got two main ones and a backup. 
But okay. I'm going to jump in with a very famous one that everyone knows. And this is actually my favorite Christmas song. And it's um, Chris Rea's Driving Home for Christmas from yeah. the 1986 <laughs> album. <laughs> what a tune. What I, a I'm guessing, have you chose that one as well, Lee? No, no, I haven't actually. I, I, I had a feeling that you were going to pick this one because I know you mentioned in a previous podcast that Chris Rea was a massive influence on you. But uh, what I've got is I've got my choices, but I've also got some honourable mentions, which we'll come to later. The thing is, a lot of Christmas songs are not so much guitar driven, um, but this one for me does stand out um, as we you know, are a guitar podcast, um, guitar theme podcast. Um. In fact, let me just turn some of this reverby stuff down. If you keep noticing my hands keep going all over the place, the, my, my dog's in the studio again. I'm not. I'm not like. I'm not doing anything I shouldn't be with my hands. I'm just leaning down to stroke him. Okay. And yeah. give him treats. Sure. Um, but yeah, I've learned this song uh, for a few gigs, and um, as well as being my favourite, it's just it's got such a lovely guitar intro. Use of ninth chords, which is really nice. Um, As soon as you mm. hear that, you're like, "Yes, it's Christmas." Driving home yeah. for Chris, driving home for Christmas from a gig. That's the first song I stick on the uh, the van radio, and um, yeah, it's just one of my favorites. Um, I don't really have much more to say about it, to be honest. It's just a, a fantastic song and um, warm and fuzzy. You guys a fan? Yeah, definitely. Great choice. There's a bit in it that, for me, every time just gets it. Ah, uh, the climb up. It does the. Um, it's maybe it's after that bit. It's just that's it. That's it. Yes, yes. Oh yeah. man, oh, it's so good. Just a couple of power notes in there. It's just awesome. I don't know. Do you know what he used to record this one? Do you know what it was? Um, I I don't know actually, but I do know I've recorded some demos on his desk, on his oh, big wow. console, which was taken from his studio. Um, at the agency I was working with. Wow, um, bought that. I think it was hundred grand. I think they spent on it. Something ridiculous, but. Yeah, to record through it was uh, quite magical. Actually, it's great. Did it? Did it feel Christmassy? It did. It did. I couldn't did help it? but just keep playing the song over and over. It's like, come on. Do Chris. you know which songs he played through that desk? Um, I know that was one of them. Was it? Um, yes. Um, Wh- which channel did his guitar go in? Did he go through the same oh, one? I didn't know. No, I didn't ask this. I should have been more thorough with these questions. And uh... I, well, I would have been. I wouldn't have got any recording done. I'd have just been like, ooh. I'd have been proper, proper ooh. geek out. Oh, Chris Rea's desk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. His office desk. <laughs> lovely pencils and pens. Yeah, his office desk was a lovely bit of teak, is that? <laughs> so this uh, this would have been a strat, would it not? Sounds quite stratty to me. It's a lovely tone. Yes. He, he, he had two. He had two 60s ones, didn't he? He had, um, he had a Daphne blue and a Fiesta red one, yeah. Yeah, what was that, yeah. that other thing he used to play? He used to play like some sort of chrome and... Blue and oh yeah, I know, you what, know you mean. what I mean. Kind of a weird looking thing. Oh, what was it called? Uh, I'll tell you. What, I've got me Google my thing here. Let me just get online and have a quick, mm. a quick look. See what I can find. Could you order me a Greg's while you're on there? <laughs> a vegan steak bake. Well, the doorbell <laughs> normally goes. Oh uh, well, actually, it, half ten in the morning. It will go because the window cleaner fills up his Christmas curry. No, but that, no, but no. The, uh, I've just typed in Christmas curry into Google. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can you send him around to my house, please? How, how do you spell his name? What is it? It's R. 
R E A. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Let's That's a good choice of song, is that, Chris? I, I, his, if I hadn't been so underprepared, I might have picked that one. But his voice, just his voice alone as well, is like a hot, hot cup of cocoa, isn't it? Oh, man. It's just. Um, he also has those money notes. They're not so. They're not vocally so high, but when he hits those notes, you're like, oh yeah. Right. I've got it here. Right I've got it here. It was uh, an okay. Italia Marinello. Wow. Does that ring a bell? Italia Marinello. Although I must admit, he used that later on in his career. So ignore me on that. It definitely would have been Strats at this time. Mm. I know those those two Strats that he had. He, he he's used them for years and years and years. I don't. I, I mean, I think he still did a little bit of touring not too long back, didn't he? But um, I'm not sure mm. he, he actually took those out. Oh, he may have done. I don't know. Is it? Is he's, he's a northerner, isn't he? So he's he's probably he, you know he's tight like me. He just uses <laughs> the same one over and over. <laughs> I think I must have been listening to Chris Rear actually at a really young age because I've got this weird familiarity whenever I hear some of his songs. I, I think my parents must have had one of his greatest hits. I want to say it was something like New Light. What is it? New Light. Is that Light. the one with Let's Dance? No, um, uh, not I can Let's remember Dance, the um, cover. It had a picture of a window. Um, and it was like a white cover. I want to say New Light for Old Windows or something. Ah, uh, Lee. Do you know I what? Know it, I, I can picture it, but I can't. I don't know which one. I it think is. it's time to jump into the Google machine. Yeah, let's jump onto the Google machine. Right, new lights. Chris He's got some great songs as well, Chris like Josephine yeah. and. Um, oh my God, they're they're just amazing, and I, I listen to any of them. They they all could fit around Christmas for me. They just all have such a good connection to each other. Okay, here it Con- is. A lot of con- continuity. Uh, new light through old windows. And it is a compilation, white album cover with a window on the front. And yeah, I just get this weird sort of nostalgic feeling, but it's not even nostalgia because nostalgia is harking back to something that mm. you can remember. But it's most uh, of my record collection. What nostalgia? It's, it's all nostalgia. <laughs> it's, all, it's all all my record collection is stuff that I'm I'm rebuying from when I used to have vinyl 300 years ago. You know, and, and I just keep buying it back, and every record means something to me now. I don't. It must be something more different to nostalgia, though, because it's like I say, nostalgia is sort of harking back to something that you can remember. But this is more like a a familiarity. I think I must have been too young to really know what I was listening to. But I get this quite often, actually. I'll hear a song and I think, mm. where do I know that from? It's almost more like a deja okay. vu type thing. But um, yeah. Anyway, sorry, tangent there. But hmm. oh, that's all right. We're good at that. Yeah, so that's that's my first nomination anyway. It's Chris Rears driving home for Christmas. Cracking choice. Um, choice. Uh, are we going to do one at a time? Are we? We'll uh, work around this little circle. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. So over to Phil. Okay, well, I've come um, massively unprepared to this because um, I've it's, yeah, I've, as usual, I've had a really hectic week, and yesterday was quite. He- Before I jump in with the song, yesterday was hectic. I rescued two hedgehogs yesterday. What? Hedgehogs? Yeah, yeah. Well, my mum my and dad called me. Um, they, they said, oh, there's a little baby hedgehog. They shouldn't be out this time of year, by the way. Um, there's a little baby hedgehog being attacked by a jackdaw. So I went and got that, and it's a tiny little thing. Um, so that's now in the rescue centre. And uh, last night, um, I just let the dog out for his final wee. And there's a hedgehog, a, bit, a big one, just by the, by the French doors where I let him out. And so we, uh, I took him and weighed him. He's, he's a really good weight, so he's fine. So and we've got a little hedgehog house at the bottom of the garden. So we, and he's apparently, um, he, he's, he's made a nest in there, and he was just out for a wander. 
<laughs> and that's we've put some more food in. So yeah, this it's Hedgehog Central here at the moment. You, you've Lovely. got a bit of a thing about hedgehogs, haven't you? I yeah. Uh, Didn't you rescue one last year? Oh yeah, yeah. Stripe, yeah, that's right. It was a little baby hedgehog, and uh, we we took it. There's a great rescue centre down here in Dorset on Portland called Paula's Wildlife Rescue, and uh, she's amazing. She's she just she does it all, funds it all by herself. So we made a donation in that yesterday. She now owns my house, um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. So it, yeah, she's great. Um, but yeah, we, she took one of our little hedgehogs in before that was too. It was too cold for it. And he was too underweight. And then about, I don't know, four months later, we got it back all nicely fattened up. And we still think it lives in our garden. So, yeah. We, we can never move because we've got too many hedgehogs in the back. Well, we know what you'll be going <laughs> into then if we uh, don't get back to gigging. Hedgehogs, yeah. <laughs> the Walker <laughs> Sanctuary for Hedgehog Rescue and Wildlife. Yeah, I do believe we've digressed again. <laughs> oh, have we? Shall I bring us back onto track? Hang on. <laughs> yeah. Leave put your trousers on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, nobody out there can see this, but you guys can. I've got my Brad Paisley Telecaster with me today. Um, mm, and it's nice. not even necessarily a song that I'm nominating. I'm just nominating Brad Paisley because Brad Paisley to me is 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 awesome. He's one of the best guitar players I've ever heard. And 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 Brad, if you if I don't suppose you will, but if you do ever get around to listening to episode eight of this podcast series that we've got will you please lift the restraining order so we can have a coffee again please <laughs> you know, i just you just want to talk to you again um no but he um he's done a christmas album as brad paisley and he's got um great great classics on there that he well most of them he's wrote himself obviously he's got some of the traditional stuff but he's got um let's have a look at this first song is winter wonderland and then santa looked Looked a lot like Daddy. Um, I'll be home for Christmas, which is a nice ballad. Away in a manger, traditional. And then he's got Penguin, James Penguin. That's a great tune, is that? Um, 365 <laughs> Days to Go. And then he's done an instrumental of Jingle Bells, Born on Christmas Day. And there's another one called The Kung Pao Buckaroo's Holiday. And it's about, um, it, it's great. You've got to get this album, Brad Paisley Christmas. And it's about how you, you can't say Christmas, you might offend somebody. It's really funny. <laughs> um, Brad Paisley's got a wicked sense of humour. But there's not one song on there that I don't like. But he's put his awesome guitar playing to every single song that's on there, you know. So that I'm going to make a hash of this. But the uh, like the intro to Winter Wonderland, is um, it starts it something, something like this. <laughs> You know, I mean, what a great uh, intro to a song. And then, Slay Wells Ring, are you listening? You know, I mean, all that sort of stuff going on in between. And it's just like, oh, God, Brad, you are so cool. Lift that restraining order. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all kind of chicken picking, Telecaster, country, oh, yeah. you know, classic Brad, I guess. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And it, like I say, he's got some of his own stuff on there. And he's actually done a really clever thing where... Um, I think it's a song that's born on Christmas Day where he, he actually, um, I think he's on a TV program and he's playing it as a, I don't know, like a, a 12 year old. Uh, it's a really old recording. And then it lifts up a key and he carries the song on as he is now. You know, it's just really clever how mm. he's done it. And then he finishes the song back when he was a kid again and it drops down a key. And oh, it's so, it's so, it's so good. Gonna have it's to check like, it out. If you don't like Christmas, it's. I'll check oh, it out. Oh, yeah. I Chris, so. you'd love it. 
Sounds like a Telecaster Christmas. I'll be in heaven, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, I'm surprised that you're not wearing your Christmas Stetson today in honour of Brad. Uh, well, you I would, but you can't see it on like, the Zoom thing. It's chopping the top of my head off, so you won't see it. Look. <laughs> but I have got my, my silver sparkly telly, which makes up for it. So. Well, there we go then. So we're sticking Brad Paisley as a nomination today. So. Yeah, yeah. All right, then. Um, over to my one. Bear with me, chaps. I'm just going to have to yes. engage oh. a button on the Helix. So talk amongst yourselves. Oh. Have you ever seen um, Lee engage a button before, Chris? Oh, plenty of times. Oh, Quite God, no. I've just seen his pink shorts. What? Oh, dear. He ain't got his headphones up. Oh, no. My coffee's coming back up. What's this? I've just seen your pink shorts. My What's coffee's coming on? back up. <laughs> are they, Lee, are they the ones with the flamingos on? Well, look, I did say I was dressed appropriately from the waist up, but below the waist, um, I am wearing some questionable shorts. Can I just ask a question, though? Like, you, you bent over to press the button then. Did you wear the buttock parts out on a slide or something, or did you cut them out anyway? <laughs> oh, dear. And with one fell swoop, he's brought the tone crashing down. <laughs> <laughs> right okay so bear with me on this one guys because i've had to make use of one of my admittedly least favorite effects in the helix but it gets the gist of the song across and i can't really do it without it but the tone is a little bit gnarly so here we go see if you know this one <laughs> Any guesses? The darkness, darkness. my friend. Of course. I never even thought about that, Lee. I never even thought of them. What a banger. I I was going to go with this. I knew I had a feeling Lee was going to run with this one. I don't know why. This this song, this band, in fact, this is just an absolute modern classic for me. Uh, It Mm. came out in 2003. It was Christmas 2003. um, Same year that they brought out their debut album, Permission to Land. So I was 13 and it was just hit me right at the... The right age. I was just getting into guitar, probably been playing for a year or two. And man, this song is a tune. I, I, I absolutely love that that first album. It is just the production, the guitar tones, the guitar playing, the songwriting, everything about it. So this song comes out and yes, the lyrics are a little bit cheesy and it's kind of fun and jokey. But you know but what? Does that not suit Christmas? That totally suits Christmas, doesn't it? it? You know, fun and, well, you know, joking around and that. I think it's perfect. Yes. Yeah, you're right. But the thing is, it is these guys know how to write a song. And that, for me, is the difference. Not many modern Christmas songs make it into that sort of elusive Hall of Fame no. where they come back year after year. Every year you must get 20 or 30 different artists that... Th- you know, just throw something and hope it sticks, but it rarely does. But these guys, well, this is one that I come back to every year, like I say, and and you hear it getting <coughs> played on mainstream radio and on TV, and but they they tick all the boxes though. They got like all the Les Pauls, they got all those Thin Lizzy style harmonies. <laughs> Sorry, I had someone trying to call me. Uh, huh? That was Mike. Was that Chris? <laughs> Mr. Michael Keane. Chris just had a voice call come through. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want? I wish you'd have answered that then. Um, oh, hi. Is that the Mr. Taylor? Yes, it's um, it's Dr. Sharma from the clinic. Um, I'm sorry to say that... <laughs> uh, just, just texting him now. Just in a podcast. Keep taking the cream, Mr. Taylor. It'll be fine. We'll clean that right up for you, Sonny. <laughs> 
They get the bells out. We get the bells. But anyway, yes. So <laughs> had to pick this one. I just remember idolizing everything about this band at the time and, yes. and this song. Um, I just. It's got that harmony twin guitar. So just to get geeky, just for a second, Lee, the um, the harmonise because I heal it because it's well known that we're endorsed by Line Six. Line um, six. What, is it the intelligent harmoniser that you used? Um, I'm not sure actually. Um, it seemed quite clever. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's called, is it? Is it? Oh, uh, I think it was just the dual harmony one. Um, I think. Oh, okay. I think, okay. um, yeah, dual harmony, but I had to turn the second voicing off because it's just meant to be my guitar plus mm. one harmony in A major. Right. Like that. So I think it's, yeah, A major, and then you've got yep. uh, a major third up, which... <laughs> kind of gets us in the ballpark, I guess. Oh, it's like you've got eight fingers there, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I just remember, uh, particularly, I think Justin Hawkins does a lot of the lead work on this, but man, he is so underrated as a guitar player. Like if you look at live videos or you just listen to the, the work on those albums. And the video's cool as well, isn't it? Oh, yes. The video, uh, total cheese fest, but it's great. It fits in at Christmas. And um, yeah, the way they just orchestrate their guitar parts, it's so musical, but you know, they play dumb. They really play it down in interviews. Uh, but, you know, they know their stuff. So Speaking of interviews, the, um, I don't know if anyone goes and listens to uh, or watches on YouTube, Premier Guitar Rig Rundowns. Check out the Darkness one because, the, 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 the I mean, you know, Brits are quite well known for the dry sense of humour and sarcasm. I mean, I don't, I don't know where to get that from myself, but apparently that's what we're known for. And the, the, the you know, the, I think it's an American guy interviewing them, and he just does not know how to take any of this. It's like, <laughs> it's like, oh, and uh, he talks to the bass player. And he goes, oh, and, and the bass player, what, what, what's this bass? He goes, I call it the bastard. <laughs> <laughs> and this guy's like, oh, um. <laughs> he is he is brilliant. The bass player, that yeah, they they just totally yeah. play it down. Uh, I think I have seen it's it. It's great. I think I have seen it. The guy just doesn't have a clue. No, no, no. no. <laughs> so I was doing a bit of research last night and listening to it over and over again. Yeah. And uh, did you know they re-recorded it in 2013? So ten years after its original release. Uh, you can listen to that online if you want to. Just go to YouTube and search Darkness mm. Christmas Time 2013. You'll hear the production is a little bit modernised and actually I think they threw in a few more mm. jingle bells. But really, other than that, they barely changed anything. So I don't really know why that was done. And upon release in 2003, uh, did you know it was pipped to the post for Christmas number one by Gary Jewell's version of Mad World. Which what? is Mad Mad World? Yeah. Yeah. Is that that is that that boring one? Yeah, you know, um really slow and Yeah, well, obviously the classic Tears for Fears tune, but it was kind of a, a dreary acoustic y cover. Uh yeah. That oh, was that, yeah. that was Christmas number one that year. But on that note, also mm. did you know that Wham, Mariah Carey and the Pogues were also beaten to the number one slot and all came in at number two. So those three classics didn't make it. Because of the darkness? No, 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 in, in their respective years. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Mariah Carey with um, All I Want for Christmas, uh, Pogues, Fairytale in New York, mm. and Wham, 
last Christmas, uh, they were all Christmas number two singles. Mm. So maybe there's something to be said for, you know, tracks that don't get to that number one spot. Mm. They're the ones that, that live yeah. on. Who knows? So there you go. The X Factor winners always um, do an album and fade out into obscurity, whereas the the runners up are the ones that, that do well and uh, make a living out of butlins. Mm, cool. <laughs> that's, a, that's a fair point, actually. <laughs> fair point. So, yeah, when it comes to Christmas guitar, you know, this was an easy choice for me. How could I not include this? Every time I hear that drum fill, the... Just, I feel like it's Christmas. It takes me back to being a teenager. And the guitar production, the guitar arrangement, and everything about this song from a guitar point of view... But what what you say about the guitars, Lee, they are very, like, anthemic. And I think if we were to ever do a, a Guitar Heroes Christmas show... That would definitely have to be a song. Oh that, yeah, you know, would have to be featured. The guitar work is is you're right. It's just is. It reminds me. It reminds me very much of Thin Lizzy. It's got that. I, I was I was about to say that earlier before my call came in. Um, yeah, like I I'd hear Thin Lizzy in that sound and with his vocals like. Oh yeah, man. Freddie the vocal and you know <laughs> just a very theatrical vocal and. Well, they were a modern old rock band, weren't they? They are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but but I think it's also that thing that if you're gonna if you're gonna being a band or you're going to write music that has a slightly sort of mm. cheesy or comedic element then <laughs> it's never going to it's never going to stand the test of time if it's no good and that's the difference with bands like the darkness and uh and like steel panther today you know the songs are there and the performances are top notch well you've got to be better than all these like so-called serious rock bands that are going to take the piss out of you because y- they are usually better than them, aren't they? Like you say, Steel Panther, they are one hell of an mm. outfit. They're yeah, amazing. Yeah. yeah. Well, there we go, guys. That's my first nomination. It's The Darkness and Christmas Time, Don't Let the Bells End. Oh, well, do you it. know what? That, uh, yeah. <laughs> Where's your bells, Lee? Where's your bells? Come on. There you go. Don't let your... And there you go. I think that's really good because you got Chris that's got the nice um, sort of laid back and chilled out Christmas, you know, type of song. You got Lee who's gone all rocky and I've gone all country. So that's quite a good mix to say we didn't know what we were going to do. You know, I would rather we didn't know what each other were going to um, suggest for this podcast. So I think that's a really good mix. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. No, it was. Need to lie down now. You're listening to the Guitar Heroes Podcast. Okay, so my second nomination is going to follow along nicely from yours, Lee. I'm going to try and stick with the rock thing. Mm. Um, uh, This song actually was uh, written in 1960 by an American bluesy soul singer and pianist called Charles Brown. Uh, The song is Please Come Home for Christmas, released in 1960. um, but actually, this actually every year was always in the in the um, in the charts as you know one of the kind of the top Christmas songs. Um, but only actually made it to number one in 1972. It took a while, uh, about ten years to get to number one. But it stuck around, and it's and even to this day is still, you know, considered a, an absolute classic. And the first time I heard this was in the Home Alone movie. Yes, you know, and yes. I have a big association with films and. And and songs, obviously, um, I hear a lot of Christmas songs and kind of think back to the films I heard them from, you know. Mm. Um, but the version I'm actually going with today is uh, Bon Jovi's uh, take on it, um, which was released in 94. Mm. Nice. Uh, this is uh, Bon Jovi in his absolute prime. Um, uh, and it just oozes, you know, uh, 
great you know rock vocals um the the key is a lot higher as well so you know bon jovi's really going for it and it's if you've heard it before you'll know it's an absolute kind of like it's quite a romantic ballad um quite a powerful soul soulful soulful song um and of course you've got sambora on guitar as well and he really brings it home at the end of the song uh, the extended version is the one you're going to need to find because i think the radio edit's like two and a half minutes mm. Uh, the extended version has got a Sambora solo at the end, and it's just oh, amazing. Is it right, am I right in thinking as well? The video was Cindy Crawford with him. Yes, yes, yes it was. That's right. Yeah, uh, and actually, an interesting fact is uh, Don Felder from the Eagles uh, actually featured on this song as well. Um, I know the Eagles released their own version of this in '78, I think. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah, correct. Um, but uh, but yeah, Bon Jovi's take on it for me is just I've always loved it. I just I think yeah, it's Bon Jovi in his prime for me, and big fan of Bon Jovi and rock music. And so that's my second nomination. It's great. I I don't know how to play it on the guitar. I haven't learned solo or anything. And it is it's such a tune. Another one that I come back to every year. And actually, this is one that's on my honourable mentions list. Right. Okay. Because uh, yeah, it's just such a banger. I was also introduced to it through Home Alone, one of my favourite films. But interestingly, do you know who did the version that was used in the film? Was it the original, wasn't it? No, no, I thought the same. But actually looking into it last night, I came across a guy called Southside Johnny Lyon. Yeah, and he did the... Um... Southside Johnny Lyon. <laughs> Such a great name. Why would you christen your baby Southside? No idea. No Daft idea. name. I think it's a blues name, you know. Oh. Uh, but for me, the Eagles version with the Dom Felder solo, he gets four <laughs> bars of... And it's, yeah, just perfect. Just the best thing. Love it. Love it. Nice. Yeah. Good good choice there, Chris. Good choice. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's that's what I've really got to uh, kind of mention about that, actually. Um, mm. uh, but when you've got hair like Bon Jovi, that's all you need to say, really. Pretty much, I know. I know. Mm. Uh, okay, then. Um, Lee, who are we going to move on to? It's Phil next, I believe. Yes. Yeah, Phil. Okay, oh, well, I'm these. just going to go. But you what, don't want to do Phil's rant now, do you? Um, we'll do it after this. Well, I can do a rant if you want. I'm not bothered. I'm well, just saying <coughs> if you're up for it, you can play that card anytime you want. Do you want to say it, Chris? Go on, say it. Cue the music. Phil's rant. Phil's rant. All right. So my rant is, it's not really a rant. I just, it's just people, you know, when they're doing gigs that put tinsel on the mic stands. <laughs> What's that about? <laughs> It's like, let's get festive. Let's wrap some tinsel around my mic stand. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't like that. Honestly, I don't like that. Now, fairy lights is a different matter because there's a bit of effort gone into fairy lights because then you've got to find a plug to plug them in. You've thought about that. But don't just put tinsel on your mic, tinsel on your mic stand. Oh, okay. I, okay. I, I don't know. I don't know. It just seems a bit tinsel on your mic stand. It's a bit 1970s, yeah, is that to me? No, I've yeah. never done that. Weird. No. Yeah. Phil, I can't imagine. Phil, have you ever done a, um, a, a fancy dress Christmas gig? Um, I've done them dressed, <laughs> if that counts. <laughs> well, that's good to know. <laughs> um, no, dressed up, dressed up. Oh, uh, yeah, I've put a silly Santa hat on. When I, you know, if you do a Christmas song, I might have put a Santa hat on or something like that. But I don't think I've. I mean, uh, probably when I was about sixteen, I might have put tinsel on my mic stand. But Whoa. I don't put tinsel on my mic stand. Anybody that puts tinsel on my mic stand, I say get that off. Well, there we go. We've all learned something. Well, today. I, I, I had quite a big rant to to. 
to rant about, but I don't want to like drag the festive um, festivities down. To be honest, so I just thought I'd I'd just slip a little one in about tinsel on mic stands. But mm. you know, that's it really. Yeah, I don't want to go too deep into ranting on this one. All right, all right, fair enough. So uh, nomination number two for <clears> you then. Yeah, well, I'm sorry guys, but I'm going all full ball balls in on this one. This is um, it's it's uh, it's the Slade song. It is the Slade song, but. But there's a twist to this. Hang on a minute. I'm not going to talk about the guitar. I'm going to because I've got my bass here. Oy. Okay, I've got my bass. Um, this I think is one of the best bass lines ever. Okay, for for not just for a Christmas song, but for any song. All right, and and I always have a joke with my wife about this one, right? Because if she's doing anything and she's concentrating, and I know even if I breathe, it'll annoy her. Right? I go, would it help if I played you some bass lines? <laughs> and I grab a bass guitar and and she's concentrating and and she basically has to go oh yes please because otherwise I'll just keep hounding and and I always play the intro to this song and and everything's better after that but it, it's really, it's a great whenever I've um, uh, depped in bands playing bass uh, around Christmas time I, I think please do the Slade one please do this and when you see it on the set list you go yes because it's such a great bass line to play and I'm going to play a little bit of it now I'm going to see I'm, gonna... I'm surprised that this isn't this is almost partly a Phil's rant as well because I know you love mm. this bass line because you always like to tell us that you've learnt the bass line and how much it annoys you when <laughs> bands don't play the right bass line <laughs> you see a cover <laughs> band doing this and they don't get the bass line right oh that really Phil. grinds your gears <laughs> You watch, Phil, I'll probably depped. play it wrong now. <laughs> Phil, you depped to my band at Christmas. Was that right? We we yeah. did this song. We did I this played one, the bass, and I I I nailed that bass part. Like Chris, if you I, looked I, over I don't, at I don't Phil, know. and he had a big grin on his face as he was playing the bass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I tell you what, this song and uh, is it the the wizard one? I always have to remember because they're very similar in terms of the, the intro, aren't they? Um, in some way, they got that descending chord run. And I need to remember which yeah. one is the Slade one. How does this one go? I'll play it for you, Chris. It goes. Yeah, you, you go ahead, please. Yeah. But then the 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 um when it goes into chorus. It's wicked, oh, isn't it? I feel like I need a mince pie now. <laughs> oh, no, where's the mince pie? Please, can I have that mince pie I didn't have the other day at the rehearsal? Oh, it's gone. I, oh, long I didn't gone. take it one gone? either. Yeah. Long gone. Maybe we should have done some honourable mentions for Christmas bass lines, because now I'm thinking, actually, there's some cracking mm. bass lines out there. Two that instantly yeah. come to mind for me are Elton John, Step Into Christmas. Check out the bass line on that. The bass is really high in the mix. If you listen on a good mm. set of speakers, that guy is rocking for that whole song. But also... Um, possibly a controversial nomination, but The Waitresses, Christmas Rapping. You know that song? Merry Christmas, no. Merry Christmas. Oh, I don't think I'll this right. one this year, but it's got... Bass line is rocking. Ah, oh, right, interesting. Yeah, no, I only ever listened to Slade and Brad Paisley. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's, uh, actually, that's my... Surprised. Sorry, go on. 
I was going to say, I'm surprised that we didn't have some Christmas sets from you. Uh, I was told not. Oh, sorry, I'm I'm struggling here. The, the dog's just farted. <laughs> 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 oh God! Talk about uh, talk about getting yeah, in the right. Christmas the spirit. Dog. The yeah. dog. Oh no, I couldn't smell that bad if I tried. Uh, talk about getting in the Christmas spirit, mince pies and all that. Oh my God, <laughs> Cookie, you're disgusting. Why have you done that? You need to go for a. We'll go for a walk after we've done this. Oh dear God, my eyes are watering. <laughs> Oh. oh, where were we? There's, there's no air, there's no air in that um, room either, is there? No, <laughs> I know it's quite a small little studio that I've got here, and it's um, <coughs> getting smaller by the second. So, <laughs> so your body's going to be filtering that, isn't it? <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Give me air. Oh, oh Cookie, I love dear you more dear. than anything in the world, but please don't do that again. <laughs> oh, dear, dear. Well, good nomination. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be Christmas without a bit of noddy, would it? But I thought I'd put a twist instead of the guitar, do the bass because I mean, bass players out there, you know, we don't just want guitar players listening to this podcast. Bass players as well, and now you know we should um, we should tip a hat to the bass players because let's face it, bass players are um, part of the band, and, and without a bass player, what would you do? You'd put them onto a click track, wouldn't you? I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is an inclusive podcast <laughs> we welcome everybody yeah we welcome everybody Just not drummers yeah yeah well we've already had a drummer and that didn't go well so we know it that was too it much did. yeah we stepped too far cool so am i right in thinking um have you guys heard that slade recorded that track in i think it was a sweltering new york city studio in july <coughs> of whenever it came out you hear this quite a lot that the bands struggle to get in the christmas spirit because they often end up recording their christmas single months and months in advance mm. in advance and you've mm. got to although actually i mentioned elton john i heard him on the radio the other day talking about that step into christmas and i think they knocked that up literally like 10 days before christmas <sighs> christmas was already in full swing and he was like hang on <laughs> i want to be involved in this bear with and just ran into the studio knocked that out and i think it might have even gone on to be christmas number one or something wow Crazy. That's crazy. That, yeah. I actually like that song. It's great. The guitar playing in that is really good as well. Some nice little guitar riffs, actually. Some people just hate Christmas music, don't they? And yeah. I've always been confused. I love it. The I thing is, there's a, there's a bit for everyone because obviously you get everyone coming out. You've got James Brown was like, you know, funky Christmas stuff. And um, there's such a good variety of genres within Christmas music, isn't there? So I don't mm. know how no one can really get into it. There's so much variety out there for everyone. Mm. I always come back to the classics, but I, I like exploring other people's because everyone's done a Christmas album. So you can go through iTunes and just kind of browse. Mm. Oh, like Brad Paisley, mm. find people like that that aren't necessarily in the mainstream classic Christmas collections. But, oh, he's done a Christmas album. They've I'm sorry, I've got to stop you there. One does simply not just browse Brad Paisley. <laughs> <laughs> OK, <laughs> sorry, Brad. <laughs> Love you, Brad. Careful, Sorry, man. Brad. He might not meet up for that coffee, so. <laughs> okay, so should we come to my second nomination? Yep, do I've it. I moved my headphone cable out the way now, so. Are you a YouTube Berry fan? <laughs> it's you random, actually, that he's popped up in, in both of my nominations, both for the 50s and this one, but... Mm, mm. Does it get any better than Rum Rum Rudolph? I don't know if it That's does. That's a great song. That's a, and so many people have covered that song. It's fantastic. I love you it. You hear that intro, don't you? Out of all the reindeer. 
Well, again, she... Home Alone. Home Alone. Again. Yes, you've yeah. got it. And that's that's where it's from for me. Clearly, Lee, my... this this is a film of our of our generation and um It's yeah, my favourite got... Christmas film and it's instant nostalgia and it takes me straight back to being ten years old, absolutely so excited in the run up to Christmas, and then that scene where they're late for the plane, they're running through the airport. And... <laughs> Oh, man, that is just the sound of Christmas for me. So I looked into it just to find out a little bit of information. Recorded in 1958 from the album Chucks on Top. Interesting fact, I did not know this. It was actually written by a chap called Johnny Marks. And Johnny Marks is the original writer of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Really? So he's got two classic Rudolph-based songs in his repertoire. Yeah, back oh. in like 34, he wrote Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I can't remember who, he didn't He didn't sing it. He wasn't the original famous singer, but he was a writer. And then 20 years later, Chuck said, I need a rock and roll based Rudolph song and went to the same guy. But it was Amazing. the line in there as well for me, the rock and roll electric guitar, just that, <laughs> you know. I think that just, oh, at the time, I was literally that kid waiting for a rock and roll electric guitar at Christmas. So yeah, that, yeah. coupled with the Home Alone thing, it had to be Chuck Berry with Rum Rum Rudolph for me. That's, that's, that's a great that's nomination. Really good, yeah, really good. And I, I, you know what, I was, I was, uh, I was going to do some Brian Setzer stuff today, but apparently I'm always harping on about Brian Setzer. Do you know so. what, Phil? You know what? what? Um, we're going to go round again. we got time. Phil, I want to hear some Brian Setzer. Come on. It's Christmas. <laughs> dear, Come on. Uh, all right. Well, yeah. Well, give uh, us jingle bells. I love. I love his version of jingle bells. Hang on. I've got a bass on at the moment. Hang on. Oh. I, I love. Wait a minute. Uh, Christmas movies <laughs> is is where I was introduced to so much Christmas music. So I think if if the, if the song yes. made its way into a film that I love, because I come back to those classic Christmas movies every year. We're working through, you know, the classic five or six of them at the moment, but. Um, it's not necessarily a classic, but I was also always partial to Arnold Schwarzenegger's Jingle All the Way <laughs> as a kid. <laughs> it's turbo time. And uh, that had sets of music. It was in really it. good. Get down. <laughs> <laughs> Put the cookie down. <laughs> That's not the film, that, that film, is it? That's Kindergarten Cough, is it? Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, no, no, Brett, oh, yeah. Well, uh, do you know what? I actually, I'm not prepared for this at all, and I don't really know this song, so I'm going to bodge my way through it, but it is really exciting the way that it does jingle bells. It's like... And then he does a load of nice jazz chords that yeah. I don't know what they are, so I'm just going to... Jingle bells, jingle bells. But the solo he does in it is, it's awesome. It's like... It's not that. There we go. That's it. Oh, oh man. Jingle Bells. Yes. So good. I've had the Setzer uh, album on this year, just playing over and over again. It's so good. Do you know, um, I've, I've had it bought for Christmas this year. I can't play it yet, but it's, uh, it's the one with the red discs. Oh, oh wow. What a red vinyl. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, and I can't play it until um until Christmas Day, unfortunately, but I'll look forward to that. Definitely. It's gonna be lovely, isn't it? Mm, mm. Nice mold wine or a oh. Tia Maria, whatever. 
Uh, Tim Marie's the rest of the year. I might have mulled wine Christmas morning. <laughs> <laughs> You're usually on the port at this time of year, aren't you, Phil? This time of day, actually. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, yeah, I am on the port. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has anyone got... I've got a few uh, mentions. Well, actually, no, I think we've gone through all my mentions. One that we did... Oh, no, I've got two here that I, mm. I, I just love, and they're, they're worthy of a mention, so I'm going to throw them in. So... We've got Mike Oldfield. Oh. In, um, I don't even With know. With his tubular to, jingle bells. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce this. It was, is it in, Dol- in Dolce Jubilo? Have you heard this? Know. From 1965, uh, 1975, played on his SG Junior. You've probably seen the video because it was actually one of the, actually quite fitting for, for now where we're seeing all these Zoom videos with all these multiple screens and everything. Mm. It's the video where Mike, and I think he, in typical Mike Oldfield fashion, he plays just about every instrument on the on the track. And you see in the studio all of the takes pieced together. So the, the screen is filled with like eight or nine images of him recording all the parts. It's the one... Uh, <laughs> That one, but it goes into at the end. It's got the. I'm not even. I'm not even gonna try. I do know it. And do you know what? I've actually got my... Hang on. I'm going to... Oh. <laughs> I've actually... Again, the uh, listeners can't see this, but I've actually got the uh, a, a Now Christmas album here that I got um, I got for 50p. Hmm. Um, and it's it's got that one on there. Um, ah. Mike Oldfield in, in Dulce Jubilo. Yeah. That's the one. It's, it's, a, it's um, a traditional um, sort of Christmas hymn, and it starts all a bit folky. It's got this guitar at the beginning and it's got recorders and all kind of whistly bits but if you get through that he comes in at the end with this sg part he recorded it on his sg junior and because of the way he plays he plays like classical style he plays with his long nails and does Mm. kind of this shaky vibrato and it's very fluid because he doesn't use a pick and i just remember being a kid and trying to figure out that song and trying to get the sound because it is a guitar but because it's got this fluid, almost legato-y, no pick attack kind of tone to it, mm. it sounds almost like it could be some sort of wind instrument. And he does, he goes right, I can't even reach it because I've only got 21 frets on this guitar, but he goes right up to this like... Uh, <laughs> I can't yeah, bend that high. Yeah. It goes like super high, like right at the top of his, his fretboard. And I just remember being a kid and just being a little bit fascinated with with that sound because I was more used mm. to traditional rock guitar and then this this song came along and it was like well this is guitar but i can't really figure out how he's doing that how he's playing that and it's mm. he's more of a he's more he's a multi-instrumentalist isn't he and like he's more i would say of a, com- a composer than he is a guitarist mm. so like so yeah. his guitar approach is very unconventional so anyone trying to learn it you know we're kind of visualizing scales and things and he's just I don't know, thinking he's definitely, like in some other realm, it's isn't he? It's a good you example know. of that. Um, uh, I actually have a third nomination, if if I may. Go for it. Uh, this for might it, tie yeah. into a Chris's Corner, too. So, um, oh, oh. I oh. Might, um, <gasps> Do we cue the music? 
Oh, no. no, not just yet. No, no, <sighs> not just yet. Okay. Um, but this song actually is, um, it's not your traditional Christmas song. However, there are traits of that in the song. Uh, this, this song is called River. Um, it's a Christmas folk song written by Joni Mitchell. Um, but the version I'm actually going to be looking at is James Taylor's uh, from the album 2006, James Taylor at Christmas. Which is a, a lovely album. I love nice. James Taylor, as you as you guys well know. Um, mm. um, but this song in particular just stood out for me. Just it's um, um, it basically it's set near Christmas, but rather than being about Christmas, it kind of uh, ruminates around the breakup of a romantic relationship. Um, and the river symbolizes a sense of escape or freedom from from this, basically. Um, musically, Joni's, uh, Joni Mitchell's original version from her 1971 album, Blue, um, actually the piano accompaniment is taken from Jingle Bells. Uh, and okay. it's, but it's just reharmonized. It's like, um, it'll have something like that. But we'll move to like, um, like different bass notes underneath it. Um, and kind of it's altered yeah. ever so slightly, but you listen to it and go, ah, that's Jingle Bells. But um, James Taylor's approach is just, um, I made a note of how to play it because I can't, can't quite remember. I'm going to give it a go. But um, uh, but that would actually time into Chris's corner in a second. But, uh, but James Taylor's approach, anything he covers always just sounds like him. And um, mm, yeah, uh, but it's just an absolutely beautiful song. Um, if you get a chance to listen to it, um, yeah, the song is called River. It's absolutely amazing. And actually, his that entire album is great. He's got um, on there Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, which is um, extremely jazzy. Some lovely piano work going on. Um, and for me, that's I don't really think so much of rock music at Christmas time. I, I'm thinking more like Dean Martin, you know, Frank Sinatra, and a lot yeah. of swing and jazz yeah. music. That's generally what I kind of gravitate more towards. But this song is kind of a middle ground for me. Um, more popular song, if anything. So... Um, uh, but what's interesting, you'll probably see as I play this, it requires a capo, but something happens with this capo um, during the parts. And Does it explode? It's a pow. Yeah. Um, um, I don't know whether to just play this as part of, Chris, of Chris's corner or just, just play it now. If you want to play that card, let's play it. You, let's you play you it. I've got just tell, just tell me, Chris. Give me the word. Give me the word. Phil, do it. Cue the music. Chris's That's not right. No. Um, sorry, bear with me. Is that the capo doing its thing? See that capo move? That was that was beautiful. Yeah. Did you do it by itself? That was beautiful, beautiful. Chris yeah. So there's up. a so just between the intro jumping into the verse, uh, James Taylor shifts his capo. But I'm not sure if you guys are aware, but years ago he actually broke his hands um, in a motorbike accident. Didn't know that. Uh, Didn't know that. Yeah. So uh, there were a few songs um, he had to actually drop from his repertoire. Some uh, songs that he's uh, used to love performing. Um, 
Se- oh, here we go. The song is called Secrets of Life. Okay. The Secret of Life or something. But it's got yeah. these very intricate chord movements and they're quite, some of the stretches are quite, I wouldn't say are quite big, but they are l- relatively awkward. But mm. uh, from breaking his hands, he couldn't actually um, perform this song. So he oh, had I to spend a few years trying to rework it. Can you, so can you do it now? He can now. He's recovered now, is he? Is he all right? Yeah. Yeah, you can do that now. Um, um, but uh, but a lot of his playing is just based around open chords. Um, yeah. But if I was to actually play the verse part in this song, it goes from just the open C chords, uh, capo on first fret number one, but then moves up to um, moves up to fret number four to maintain these open string sound sounds, you know. Um, but if I was to actually play that, that would be, uh, I don't even think I could I see. stretch on yeah. it. So for those listening, Chris is now demonstrating <laughs> some ridiculous stretch across about six frets. Which for yeah. Lee so would be quite easy because yeah, Lee's middle me, finger is about 18 <laughs> inches long, isn't it? <laughs> oh, there we go. I'm literally playing like fret number four of my first finger, little fingers on like fret number eight. And like, it's just, it's really uncomfortable. I'm having I'm having to bar fret number four as well. It's really <laughs> it's very uncomfortable. I can do a whole gig like this. You'd have to wear your guitar very high to do that. <laughs> but it's basically uh, an E minor nine chord. If anyone's interested, it's it's that sound, but just shifted up. Mm. It's really hard to play. But do you know all the years I've gigged, um, I've never had to perform a song where I've had to shift the capo. I've not heard the song. Is he is he doing it? Is there actually a key change, or is he just doing it to reach other shapes? Uh, that he couldn't well, play? it's um, yeah, it's basically uh, the same key. I'm okay. starting in C. Yeah, capo first fret. Um, yeah. as that capo shifts up to fret number four. Yeah, I'm still playing C, but I'm playing that as a an A chord see. shape. See. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, it's interesting. Wow. But he does that obviously to retain that sound quality that he always you know, kind of runs with and. I suppose you can never really capture those open string um, transients, you know, uh, from... Yeah, there's something about the ring of an open string, particularly on an acoustic guitar. Those, That's just instant James Taylor, especially those nine chords. They're just yeah, just mm. awesome. Oh, that's but, a, that's, but a, that's a, a good nomination. But that's my I'm corner as well. Like, I've that. never come across a song where I've had to shift a capo during a song. So um, there we go. This is corner. Excellent. Jingle bells there points for Chris there for... Oh, also, big jingle oh, for you, Chris. Also obscurity <laughs> as well. I was trying to find a song that was um, not just kind of researching songs, but songs that I know uh, that are a little obscure to kind of the mainstream Christmas pop and rock songs. So mm. hopefully an extra couple of brownie points there, Lee. Uh, definitely, definitely. I think I think as it's Christmas, it's the season of giving. We all win brownie points for that. That was yeah. that was really yeah a great way to just roll into the festive season and. Um, Interesting question just to maybe end on here, guys. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you have a favourite Christmas song? Because we were trying to look at specific guitar Christmas music. That doesn't necessarily mean these were your favourite Christmas songs. Do you each no. have a favourite Christmas song? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, mine Mine is Chris Rea's Driving Home for Christmas. Oh, okay. So uh, all right, well. I mentioned that at the start. I just I absolutely love that song. I love Chris Rea. Everything about that song for me is Christmas. It's great. It's upbeat. And it's got that melancholy sort of, a, you know, uh, mm. quality to it too so how about you yeah. phil um all of brad paisley's back catalogue <laughs> <laughs> hi brad hi brad <laughs> now um actually one of my favorite songs oh, is he's gonna say um, back door then who 
but you're going to say backdoor then. All of my places, <laughs> backdoors. <Yeah. laughs> um, I like, um, just for the pure jollity of it, I like Sleigh Ride, but by the Brian Setzer Orchestra. Ah, okay. That's a really yes. happy, jolly type of song, is yeah. that? I like that one. Well, mine is the classic, the, the, the most classic of all classics, I think. Pogues, Fairy Tale of New okay. York. I'm glad you didn't That's say Gary just... Glitter. Well, it's a toss-up between Fairy Tale of New York, which I think does win, or Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, Sinatra. Uh, Those two are just, you know, they just hit you in the feels. But particularly the Pogues one, it's just, yeah. If I could have nominated it, I would have nominated it. But although it's got lots of stringed instruments, I didn't think it was particularly guitar-based. Stringed instruments and booze. Yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> just, just Shane McGowan proving that you don't need to be able to sing to have a hit record. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that comes around every year and the royalty check he must get off that is ridiculous. I don't think he gets money. I think he gets crates of whiskey. Oh, well. <laughs> Everyone's a winner. Yeah, he doesn't need money. <laughs> well, there we go. That just about wraps up the festive edition of this Guitar mm. Heroes podcast. Are we are we breaking now for Christmas? Because by the time it's Tuesday the 15th of December today, but by the time this goes out, on air it will be the week of christmas it'll be next mm. week so it will yeah it will i so, guess um, by yeah. the time um yeah by the time people hear us again it will be post christmas yeah i, yes. I guess it's going to be that in betweeny bit of christmas and new year isn't it so we'll be mm. able to we'll be able to talk about what sort of a christmas day we had and and did we get any guitar related presents what's a Show good pre- christmas actually socks. <laughs> That's that. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. That that will be because uh, I think I'm in the hot seat next time, aren't I? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, so what we're going to talk about next time is um, like Christmas gifts. That, you know, w- w- did you get a Christmas gift for Christmas to do with guitars? Um, you know, what little what little trinkets have you been bought over the years for Christmas? You know, like roadie wrenches or uh, things like that. So that would be that'd be quite nice. Have a think about what um, or what you maybe could buy the guitar player or have bought a guitar player. Things like that, little yeah. bits like that. That would be quite interesting. Definitely. Okay. Sounds like a good idea. I should last yeah, all of 10 like minutes. That'd be great. <laughs> I'll be drunk. Or, I'll be drunk through all of it anyway, since the Christmas yeah, period. We, no work. So. We best make it a short one anyway. Because yeah. Phil Chris, what did you get for inebriated. Christmas? <laughs> Box of quality straight. Or uh, inebriated. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want to do the socials, Lee? Oh, yes. Okay, so if you want to send us a Christmas message, find us on Instagram. It's Phil Walker Guitar, Chris Anthony Guitar, and Lee Troy Guitar. Find us on Facebook. It is Phil Walker Guitarist, Lee Williams Guitarist, and Chris Anthony Guitar. The website, www.storyofguitarheroes.com and of course you can search Story Guitar Heroes on Instagram and Facebook. You can go to YouTube and search Phil Walker Guitarist. I think that just about wraps it up. Cool. So from all of us here at the Guitar Heroes podcast, have a very Merry Christmas everybody and thank you for joining us. Merry Christmas. See you later. I'm going to say Merry Christmas to everyone. I'm going to say Merry Christmas. It's a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Say it. Merry Christmas. What's that? Merry Christmas. Cookie. Yeah, he's a good boy.